This episode is presented by Wild CBD. Wild produces the best tasting edibles on the market using real fruit and all natural flavoring. With flavors inspired by the Pacific Northwest, high quality ingredients, real fruit, and consistent dosing. Wild has become one of the leading cannabis edible producers in the country. Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit infused gummies in blackberry, huckleberry, lemon, and raspberry, and CBD infused sparkling water in raspberry, lemon, blackberry, and blood orange. Each gummy is dosed with 25 milligrams of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% off their next purchase from wildcbd.com using the code POD. That's P-O-D for 30% off your next purchase. Wild CBD products are intended for only use by individuals age 18 and older. Wild CBD products should only be consumed as directed on the label and should not be used if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. All wild CBD products are made with ingredients containing zero THC. Consult with the health professional prior to using wild CBD in combination with any medications or any dietary supplements. Speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 111. I am one half of your host, Chris Rucker, along with Marty Vasquez. We are here bringing you all kind of talk about pro wrestling, which has a lot of talk going on this week. But first, Marty, tell the people where they can find us and tell us how you're doing this week. You can find us um, anywhere you find your podcast needs, whether they be iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Spotify, Spreaker, Full Press Coverage, <clears throat> Full Press Radio. Um, you can find us on Instagram, boot to the face underscore. You can find us on Twitter, boot to the face. Both of those with the number two. Um, as far as me, I'm having a fan fucking tastic week. Um, yeah, man, this, is, this week's been fantastic for me. <clears throat> um, Got some uh, yeah, just updates, you know, on the uh, baby front. Things are going great, finally. Uh, That's good. Five weeks out, so we're almost there. Uh, <clears throat> went out of town for a couple of days. Uh, it was Sarah's birthday this week, so we went out for her birthday. And then yesterday was our anniversary. So <clears throat> it's uh, going to be like the, like, the, like the first and last time we've had two days off together in a while. And... Definitely the last time we're going to have two days off together before the baby's here. So we figured get out of town for a little bit and went down to San Diego and hung out down there, did some things. So that was pretty fun. Um, but the week, the week started off fantastic. As I called it, last episode, come Tuesday night, the world would have a new World Series champion. Los Angeles Dodgers came in got shit done 
That doesn't matter how it happened, but it happened. Got guys on the field with COVID playing. and That manager for Tampa Bay, trash. Just trash. He outcoached, he outcoached the Dodgers manager the whole series until the shit mattered at the end. And then we know what we call that here in LA. Choking. We call that Roberts being Roberts. Because mm. Dave Roberts is usually the dumbass who does that shit because he fucks with the pitching staff all game, all day. Sometimes it works out, but most times it doesn't, especially the last two World Series. Um, and I, I, I tweeted about it. You know, this is the, I never thought I would see Dave Roberts get out Roberts. And Cash, man, he, uh, he, hit, he said, hey, Roberts, hold my beer. I got this shit. And that's what he did. And I'm okay with it. Another place you can find the podcast, go download the Full Press Coverage app. It's on Apple. It's on Google. Uh, you can find us at fullpresswrestling.com. We're trying to get that up and running. We're actually looking for people that would like to contribute as writers. If you have experience and you've done stuff before, it could be a paid position. Or if you're just feeling creative and you want to get your name out there, it could manifest itself into a paid position. But go to fullpresswrestling.com. There's links on there for how you can get that. What a maneuver. Selling t-shirts. Boot to the face has some. We need to come up with a couple more designs. I like our designs, but I think we need like a plethora of t-shirts. Plethora. plethora. Uh, but what a maneuver.com.net. I'm sorry. Go there. Search for boot to the face. We have three shirts up there, which are doing fantastic. Uh, this week has been all right for me. I got my rock figure. There was, uh, the rock ultimate edition finally showed up. The bullshit. Now, now there's been a lot going on with this figure and one, it's a, it's an Amazon exclusive, right? And the Charlotte that was released with it is a ringside collectibles exclusive. So you can only get the rock from Amazon and you can only get Charlotte from ringside. Explain to me how people that ordered the rock from Amazon got Charlotte shipped to them. Do you know how mad I would have been if I would have opened that box up and that Ric Flair daughter would have been in that box? Well, I'm talking like a grown man flipping his shit about a toy would have happened at my house. I mean, I totally get it because, I mean, it was supposed to be what? Next week, the week after was when they were supposed to come out. And then got an update that, hey, your rock figure got an update. It's going to be there this week. I'm like, fantastic. I'm going to be out of town. So great. Better the motherfucker better still be there when I get back in town. And then I get an email that morning. Oh, by the way, update to your delivery. It's not showing up today. It's showing up in two weeks from now. Like, how the fuck do you move? Wow. So that'll be after the fourth? Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, wow. How the fuck are you going to move it up and then push it back two weeks? Like, Talk about taking one step forward, two step back. Like, holy fuck, dude. Um, so I better not have any issues with this fucking figure showing up. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'm, you had one of the ones that they realized that they put Charlotte the in their up, box. And they're and like, they oh, like, oh, we better oh, get this shit corrected. Yeah, we better. That could have happened. They could have, people, enough people complain. They could have had to grab a bunch of them and like go double check. And that takes time. Which is but crazy, though, shit. because the day you texted me the, the update was I got my update that same morning, too. Well, just to show you. That unless your name is Chris Rucker, you're never going to have good luck with anything. The figure shows up. It is fantastic. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, when did The Rock have a Superman bang going down the front of his forehead? Open the figure up. The one 
head that I wanted with the rock raising the eyebrow. The paint job is trash around his hair. And he's got a mark going down the middle of his goddamn forehead. And my wife is like, maybe we could take a magic eraser to it. And I'm like, yeah, then a nigga will look like Michael Jackson (laughs) after Coca-Cola fucked him up. Or Pepsi-Cola, whoever it was. Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah, walking around with Villa Vigo on his forehead now. So I don't know what to do. Like, I've scrubbed it. I've taken soap. You need to fucking call Amazon. That's some bullshit. I mean, that ain't an Amazon thing. That's a Mattel thing. I tweeted them, and they never answered me. I just want the rock head. I don't even need the whole figure replaced. Just send me another head with the fucking people's eyebrow. That's all I want. But, Marty, this figure's fantastic. I don't know if you can see it or not. It's right there. Oh, I saw the post. Yep, yeah, I it's right that. there on my, oh, my God, it's fantastic. But I don't have the people's eyebrow in there. He's just giving, like, a scowl. I almost wanted to put the one with his mouth open and have him doing the, if you smell. Mm-hmm. But then I can't do the just bring it pose. Like, it's a whole thing. Maybe I'll just order another one. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm not do that right I've now. come close to ordering a second one because I'm like, I'm not going to keep popping the heads off. I feel like I need to talk and you know display multiple heads. I need multiple pieces. How about uh, how- we had Hell in a Cell this week, Marty? Did you enjoy that pay per view? I fucking loved it. Even though I hated some outcomes, I fucking loved it. What outcome would you have hated? <clears throat> I hate the Miz. I just do. I can care less. I mean, I get that, you know, obviously he's probably going to do more for that money in the bank than Otis would, but I fucking hate the Miz. I always have. Um, I don't care for I I was happy with the Elias and, and Jay, uh, Hardy match. Um, yeah, that's that's really, it was just it. The, the Miz winning was predictable. It was, I don't know, man. I just, it's what we've been there before, and if he cashes on Randy and wins, I'm going to fucking be pissed. Uh, I hope he cashes in on Randy and Randy fucks him up and he loses. And not only so he thinks history's going to repeat itself. False. Wrong. I just ordered another rock figure. I fucking figured you did. Uh, <laughs> and, and I hope he loses. I hope he loses the money in the bank this year. Did we last year? We did we have a cash in win last year or, or was it a fail last year? Who won Money in the Bank last year? Was it Brock last year or the year before? Yeah, Brock, Brock won, didn't he? Brock won did last Brock year. Did Brock have it last year? 18? I think so. Brock. No, uh, no, because Brock won 18 because he won. No, SmackDown Live was last year. So, yeah, because he won it. He cashed it on SmackDown. Kofi Kingston. No, he ca- when he cashed in, he actually cashed in on Seth Rollins. Yeah, it was last year because he cashed in on Seth Rollins during the Becky Rollins versus Corbin and Lacey match at, uh, I don't remember the paper. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because that's how, that's Corbin how gave Rollins Becky got butt hurt the, that Becky was yeah. champion and knocked her up. That's right. Oh, wow. Speaking of which, Becky Lynch finally made a post on the social media the other day. Showed a little shadow of her at the gym all pregnant and whatnot. So she's still pregnant. Um, she hadn't had the baby. Well, I would hope so. I mean, she's not due for another month and a half. I mean, you can have an early pregnancy. You, you know, when she got you pregnant, could. though. Well, they, they, they already announced that her due date's in the middle of December. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't. I don't pay attention to due dates unless they're mine. And I don't have any more scheduled for the rest of my life. So I'm completely fine with that. Uh, I liked Hell in a Cell a lot. I thought all three matches were really good. Uh, we'll talk about Roman and, and Jay in a bit. I know you don't like to hear this. She's the best women's wrestler going right now, Marty. 
Sasha Banks won the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. They were never going to live up to their match at TakeOver. I know this was a Hell in a Cell match, but everybody's expecting them to have another classic like they did during TakeOver. And the crazy thing is this match was still really good. And everybody's like, I don't know. It wasn't as nothing's going to be as good as that. That was a lightning in the bottle thing. That's because you had the crowd there are are dumb sometimes. Don't know how to get out of their own way. Yeah. Um, I mean, we knew back then that they were good, but nobody expected them to give us what they got. Then that's the difference. If it, if they had given us a match like that beforehand, then the takeover match wouldn't have been as good as it was. If that makes sense. Right. Uh, Like if that match had not happened, then they would be talking differently about this match, you know. So people just need to get they they have a problem getting out of their own way, um, and it stops them from enjoying shit. And that's the unfortunate thing about pro wrestling. It's, it's unfortunate about everything, you know. Same happens with all stuff: football, basketball, baseball. It doesn't matter. Like people expect something because of something in the past, and it just gets in their way of enjoying the, the moment and enjoying the current content. Um, Roman Reigns defeats Jay Uso. In an I quit match inside a Hell in a Cell. This is why I like wrestling. Hold right? on, hold on, it's because I'm straight. Roman Reigns didn't beat Jey Uso. Roman Reigns beat the Anawaii family. He fucked up that family. He said, "I'm fucking Big Dick Daddy here, and here's my shit." So there's no flips. There's no moon salts. There's no Canadian destroyers. Not that those moves don't have a place. These two dudes barely left their feet, like, unless they were getting knocked on their ass. Slow, methodical. It was all just storytelling, and I was fucking hooked, like, the whole time. WWE better be careful. They might want to send Roman back to just being the big dog, because if he keeps showing acting chops the way he did in that match, like, Hollywood's going to throw a shitload of money at him. New teeth, new body, new acting, charisma, like... This dude has it all right now. Like, they, they're going to tell Jason Momoa, like, hey, you beat it, motherfucker. We, 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 <laughs> we got, got a new Aquaman up in this bitch. Yeah, you, Aquaman you Black Adam team up right here. So, WWE better be careful because that dude. Maybe maybe that's why uh, Black Adam got delayed. They're like, hey, Rock. Sorry, bro. Um, we're bringing Roman in. We're bringing Roman in. That guy and then that's, that, that's where like, the Rock comes to WWE. He's like, fuck you taking my money. That's just so good. Um, and Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso, we can't we can't leave them out because they were really good in it too. Um, yeah, that's you know what we you and I. I know a lot of people are, aren't going to believe agree with this, and people are going to say what they want. But I, you and I have said since day one, Roman is, is is a lot better than everyone gives him credit for, and the fucking dude can go. Um, so I'm not surprised by what he did, and I think that he showed really what he can do. And I, I think we're still on on the uprise of what he can reach because I, th- I we're not we're close to the the tip of that that mountaintop or where he's gonna go. But what I love about this story and this arc is that holy fuck, it has elevated the shit out of Jey Uso, um, and that's what we've been saying the whole time about Roman Reigns. He elevates people to a whole new level. Am I saying that? That Jay needed Roman to do that? No, but it's definitely it's definitely showcasing what Jay contains. Elevated him to the point where he beat Daniel Bryan clean as a motherfucking whistle on Friday night, and then beat the shit out of. They sacrificed a world champion, a guy that had the you know the one or one A program 
at WrestleMania 35 just a year and a half ago sacrificed to Jay Uso just to get him to tell Roman, I understand, Uso. I get it now. I get it. I mean, beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was like a, he was the fourth player in this because it was Roman, it was Jay, it was Heyman, and like, oh yeah, Daniel Bryan's in there getting his ass whooped too. Right, like, exactly. The, like, the fact that, that Daniel Bryan was in there as a sacrificial lamb, fuck, like he did that shit, man. He, he, he yeah, he, he took it to, to a whole new level. Um, a lot of people did. I mean, he's beat AJ, you know, stuff like that. But Daniel Bryan, the validity behind him and legitimacy that he brings is a, is a totally different story than had that been fucking Baron Corbin or, you know, Jeff Hardy or just some random mid-carder that Jay had a fight. You know, it, it was, like you said, it's Daniel Bryan, a future Hall of Famer. It's the, the man who was the face of the organization for years. Um... And, and the name of the brand outside of the ring, um, and they fucking get, they laid him down, man. They they gave that he went out there and he fucking took that shit. Uh, Marty, you have been saying this for about a year now, and now everybody else is on the bandwagon that they think this storyline is headed towards Roman versus The Rock at WrestleMania. I disagree, and I'll tell you why when we come back from break. On Boot to the Face, episode 111. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Boot to the Face, episode 111. We're talking Roman Reigns, Jay Uso, storyline, Marty Vasquez, myself, Chris Rucker. Marty seems to think that, or Marty has been thinking that Roman versus Rock is going to be the culmination at WrestleMania. It's picked up a lot of steam. Everybody on the internet seems to be thinking that we got graphics coming. I don't think that. And I don't think it's going to be Big E either. You know who I think it's going to be? Who? Brock Lesnar. I think Brock is going to come back as a huge baby face. There's going to be a moment in the ring where Brock comes back, confronts Roman Reigns. He's going to expect Paul Heyman to then come to his side, and Heyman's going to side with Roman to solidify him as like the badass heel where Heyman's going to tell Brock, like, sorry, buddy. Like your time is up. The tribal chief is the guy now. And if you look at the way I, I've mentioned this a couple of weeks ago and it's been magnified lately. If you look at the way Paul Heyman acts around Roman Reigns, it's not the same as the way he acted around Brock Lesnar. He's fucking terrified of Roman Reigns. Like Roman's got him against his will. And they do one little thing that I love. And if you haven't noticed it, I want you to pay attention to it. When Roman is either whooping somebody's ass or done whooping somebody's ass, he never even looks at Paul. He just kind of does like Thor and puts his hand out, and Paul runs over there and puts the title in his hand. Like little shit like that, and then Paul's just like gazing at him the whole time. I think this is headed towards Roman versus Brock again, with Brock as the baby face, Roman as the monster heel, and fucking Heyman stuck in the middle and then playing tug of war with it. But I think it won't be like Punk and Brock. To where they're both arguing over Heyman. I think Roman will be like, well, fuck you. You want to leave? Leave. And that will just kind of make Heyman realize, like, this motherfucker's ruthless. I think I'm going to stay here. And I think Roman will finally get his get his shot at beating Brock's ass at WrestleMania. 
and get booed out of the building for the right reason. I can see that, and I agree with about Paul Heyman. Like you don't, when he's with Brock, he's Brock's mouthpiece. He's Brock's. He's he's Brock's partner. He's his associate. They're they're together out there. They're a package deal. Um, it's 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 Lesnar and Heyman, Incorporated. Um, <clears throat> when it's Roman, it's it's fucking Doctor Frankenstein and Igor. And that motherfucker is out there to do his like it's good. It's so good. He's he's just yeah he's <laughs> he's just there to be yeah like he's there he's he's his belt hanger. That's exact. He doesn't need him to talk for him. He doesn't need him to do shit but hold his title and stay the fuck out of the way. Um, <clears throat> like you, it, the amount of times that we've seen Roman look at him like shut the fuck up, dude. I don't yep. need you right here. I didn't tell you to say nothing. I don't care. What you think? I need this some bitch right here to tell me what he thinks. I need this dude to submit. I don't give a shit about what you say, Paul. Just stand back there and fucking look cute, man. Just, just do your do your job. Do what I force you to do. You're not here because I want you to be here. You're here because you need to be here. One thing I enjoy about the crowd not being there during a story like this is you can hear all the dialogue at ringside. There was a point in that Hell in a Cell match where Roman's just beating the fuck out of Jey Uso. And you hear the referees like tell Paul, like, get him to stop. And Paul goes, I tried. <laughs> like, I have no control over this motherfucker. Like, I'm just here. And so I, I, I love it, man. I really do. But yeah. that's a, that's, we won't gush over the Roman Uso storyline too much. I'm sure all the other podcasts you've listened to have have done that. But it's just, it's so fucking good. Like, I can't. I can't not watch it. I've watched that Hell in a Cell match three times since Sunday. And there wasn't one fucking high spot or crash through a table or any of that shit. In it. It's just fucking good storytelling. That's what pro wrestling is. We're we're about to get a giant ass faction out of him. Uh, I don't know if I want it to be gigantic. I, I think I just want it to be him and the Usos. Uh, see, I, I have a feeling that we're going to get either Naya or Tamina over there. Um, and if you remember back in the day, when Tamina was with the Usos, she was a fucking badass. Uh, yeah, but that was a long time ago. I know, but that uh, was like three knee surgeries ago. I'd rather have Nia. I want Nia. Or, See, that's what you know, I want. You know, Nia. The hell with Nia. I'd rather have Naomi, but Naomi just got moved to Raw, which makes no sense. I'd rather have Naomi do it. Like turn Naomi heel. Also, have her being a badass in the women's division. But I don't know. I don't. I don't want a huge faction. I, I don't Jimmy either. That, just Jay. to be clear, I don't want that either. Yeah. I just, I think, um, you know, going that way. And to kind of turn things and go a different direction, because we, like you said, you don't want to hype on it too much. Speaking of heel factions, and I know this is on, on the docket about jumping the shark. Has Retribution jumped the shark? One, part A. Part two, why do we have a heel faction versus a heel faction? And then part three, why the fuck did we get a Survivor Series elimination match on a fucking on a smack or a Raw? I'm gonna be honest with you. When Retribution's on TV, I don't watch it anymore. I was so hyped on these guys like a month ago. I told you like I fuck with Retribution. Like I remember saying that exactly. Now, since Ali's been the leader, I just anything Ali touches, I don't like. I don't know why. I don't have anything against the guy. I just don't see it. I don't like him. 
I think he's boring as hell. And ever since he's been in charge of retribution, they've been some bitches. I must say, you put a you put a face to it, and it ruins it. And about, did you watch the match this week? I watched the match at Hell in a Cell with Lashley versus whichever one it was. Was it Hell in a Cell? Yeah, it was Hell in a Cell. Um, and Lashley Lashley beats the guy. It was Slapjack. Yeah, Jack Wagon, whatever the fuck his name is. Lashley beats him. They jump Lashley. The Hurt Business comes strutting out. They don't come running down the ramp. They come to the top of the ramp, and they're strutting out. By the time they get in the ring, Lashley has beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> like, I don't fucking need y'all. This is just retribution. And then Ali tries to do a run-in and gets scared when he sees everybody else. Like, what's the point of the faction? I know Lashley's a badass, but what's the point of the faction if he's just beating up your whole faction by himself? Right. And then this week in the match, fucking whatever was going on with Mia Yim was like, really? This... You're possessed yeah, now? Like, are you fucking kidding they me? They took this, her this off shit? of NXT. And, and then I, they're they fucking out there calling her by by her name, calling her Mia and all that. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, dog. Like, don't do that. I don't know, yeah, man. I'm not the you put names to them. You put a face to them. And you put a contract to it. And it just ruined the whole thing. Yeah. Let me put it this way. And you, you know what? Um, having Ali... As the leader of Retribution is like if we were to go back twenty years ago, and X Pac would have been the leader of DX. It loses legitimacy one hundred percent. Another thing that happened this past week on Raw slash Hell in a Cell, we got a little bit of a feud going now that we know the Survivor Series matchups. The New Day making fun of the Street Profits. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this match. Uh, right. And and can I tell you, I just, this morning, I fast-forwarded uh, Friday night as I was watching. I watched Cesaro and Nakamura versus the Street Profits. It, it kind of gets overlooked because they're so entertaining. They are so fucking good in the ring. Like Dawkins and, uh, how am I losing my boy's name? He's the the main one. The Street Profits, Dawkins, and what's his name, why, Mark? Why the fuck am I? <laughs> this is awful. Wow. How do we forget How do we fucking... half of the Street Profits? Like, I'm seriously, I, I I blanked. Montez Ford. Boom. Montez man. Ford and Angelo fuck Dawkins. Man. Wow. How do we I'm getting I'm getting that. too old to podcast. So good. Drop kicks. That move where Cesaro threw him over the top. I think that's exactly where Cesaro needs to be. In the tag team, in the mid-card, having good matches, not a world champion. Sorry all you Cesaro marks out there. No, you know, and right now, yes. You know, but five years ago, Cesaro would have been an opportunity, would have been perfect. Three to five years ago, would have been great for him to be in that title hole, in that, that main title picture, but now it's not. Now he's, that, that window closed, or that door closed, and, and now he's settled into the room he needs to be in. So yeah, we got champion versus champions for all the Survivor Series matches, which we'll talk to talk about when we get closer to it. Uh, let's get to some AEW this week, Marty. Your boy Scorpio Sky is now in a program actually on Dynamite versus another guy who's been quietly becoming a big time player on AEW Dark on a thirteen match winning streak, fifteen and two for this year. My guy, Sean Spears. Who was, you know, he blocked us for a quick second. 
on uh, Twitter because I said it was pointless for him to be in AEW when he could have just been making big money in WWE doing the same thing. And for whatever reason, he unblocked us some kind of way because I noticed we were back in the good graces. But this guy... He saw the love we were giving wifey. Maybe. I don't know. So, rebuilt his body, like, looking way bigger. Theme music is fantastic. This new gimmick that he's got with just being, like, a crazy person that's hitting people with the glove that totally gives them, I love that. I love the fact that he's squashing people. And then you got Scorpio Sky, the quintessential babyface. And, like, this program is the perfect making of something that I'm going to enjoy. And sadly, I hope Sean Spears comes out on top because I've been, I've been watching him on dark for a while now. And I've been kind of telling every now and then I'll randomly say how good he's gotten, but I want it to be known that this guy is like, it took him a while ever since that Cody loss, but I think he's got his feet under him now at AEW and, I don't know. He could be a main inventor in the next six to 12 months. I've always been a fan of Sean Spears, Ty Jill, and Jay, I haven't. whatever. And I know we've had this conversation in the past where you've shit on me for, you know, for saying that. Um, I think the dude is fantastic. And I can't, you know, I'll be honest with you. I can't wait for the day he, he loose, he frees himself from Tully. Um, because I think right now it's benefiting him. I think later it'll hold him back. Uh, because I, unlike Arn, Who's kind of who's there for Cody? I feel like Tully is more in the camera or more in the front, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I I'm not gonna lie, I wanted Scorpio to fuck Tully up the other day. I really did. Fuck that shit. I love Scorpio, we man. We I, didn't talk about this. Uh, I love a Scorpio, weeks ago. and I want him to have everything. A couple weeks ago, when Tully interfered when he had the mask on. That old motherfucker was getting around. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The motherfucker can get it. You know he can't. I couldn't believe when he took the mask off, I was like, I'm sitting there thinking, who the fuck is this like interfering with them? And he took the mask off. I was like, that's fucking Tully. Coming off the fucking middle rope. Like taking bumps, knocking motherfuckers out. Like, damn, Tully. Scorp I, I want Scorpio. He deserves it, man. Like the dude's been fighting and he's Every time he gets a good, gets a good step forward, they fucking just cool him down. Yeah, and I feel like he's somebody that could just keep rising if they let him let it happen. Um, same with Sean Spears. Same exact thing with Sean Spears. If you let it ride, he can fucking rise. Um, let me put it this way: I, I love the guy, but I would much rather see that organization with guys like Sean Spears and Scorpio Sky. Ripping the face of the industry, of the organization, over like guys like Hangman Page, Cody, and Kenny Omega. So, I think this program between these two would be so much better if they were feuding over the TNT title mm -hmm. instead of having that on a main eventer like Cody. They have a secondary title, and they have it on one of the main guys in the company, as opposed to that being the old school Intercontinental title. Where guys like Scorpio Sky, Where, Sean Spears, exactly. and look Darby at the, Allen, look at Will title. Hobbs, look at, you know, guys like that can feud over, over this title, get themselves over to push them to the main event scene instead of Cody fucking being selfish. Not selfish, but just like Bogart in the title, basically. Like the, the title's been around, what, eight months now? Mm -hmm. It's been on him the entire time besides the one month that he was filming that TV show. Like, it's time for him to drop that title to somebody in the mid-card and move along. 
And we're going to get more Cody talk when we come back because we're late for a break. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Cody and Darby Allen for the TNT title and what we think is happening with that. Boot to the face, episode 11, 111. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Boot to the face, episode 111. Marty Vasquez and Chris Rucker. We were talking about the TNT title before we went to break, Marty. You agree with that? You think Cody's kind of bogarting the title and and not the title's not necessarily what it should be right now because of that? I do. And I, I you mentioned it. I was bringing up, too, you talk about the Intercontinental Championship. You know, look at the 90s, what the IC title was. That was a title that these guys got over and became a name before they moved on to the main event. You know, Triple H. We had, you know, uh, Razor and... and, and um, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. And then you have, you know, Rock and Austin going back and forth for the yep. IC title. Like, we don't get Rock and Austin in 2000s if we don't get Rock and Austin for the IC championship in the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, that shit rides up, and that's exactly what it is. That TNT title shouldn't be a title to, to put one on the, you know, the uh, EVP's belt or, or, or his waist. It should be a title to elevate the rest of the roster that may kind of make a name for themselves. They pride themselves on being the organization, that, pe- that place for people to come to become somebody. And yet they still are still meeting them and having people who are already names at the top of the list. And, you know, that, that like you mentioned Darby Ellen. Uh, or, the one thing I will say, you know, Orange Cassidy being in this story with, with Cody right now is, is fantastic because it's giving up another prominent story for Cassidy to be in after his long story with, with Chris Jericho. But he lost. No, I know. But I'm saying that that's been going on for a few weeks now. And then, but yeah, you you give it to that Scorpio Sky, or or you put it on, you know, Sean Spears, and it becomes a title that's that people Important. are trying to going for, or people are trying right. to to work at instead of oh well, Cody has it, so we're just gonna yeah. listen to the boss, you know. How many how many matches has Cody wrestled as the TNT champion where you thought oh he's got a shot at losing this match? Besides Luke Harper, that was the only one I yeah, thought he's gonna lose. None. Like there was I, one I, where I was okay, like, "Okay, I take that like, back." I thought maybe match, Orange Cassidy would exactly. I was saying you going into the match, like, "Okay, well, this would be a good opportunity for them to put it on Cassidy and for him to lose a title." But then in the back of your mind, you're like, "Yeah, but they're not going to do that." So Cody came back a couple weeks ago, cut a promo after he won about being a bad guy and how it's not going to happen. But everything he's doing shows that he's a bad guy. He cheated to beat Orange Cassidy. Orange hit the guy with fucking brass knuckles. Um, you had the dark order come in and distract the referee. I don't know if you know about this community text message thing that they do. Like celebrities do this shit. I'm sub to Cody's. And I think like Stephen Amell, well, Cody will send you one out all the time about like, Hey, my match is coming up next. He's talking shit about Darby Island in the last one. He's like, you know, I missed the last pay-per-view and I thought my return to pay-per-view would be against a way better opponent and blah, blah, blah. He was on Busted Open talking shit about Orange Cassidy before their match about how he's beneath him and how he's just going to wipe the floor with him. Like He's doing everything heel, but then he gets on TV and says, I'm a babyface, but then he cheats to win. Like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, I guess long-term wise, that's the heel of all heels. You're trying to play yourself like, you know, a baby or a babyface, but really you're not. Yeah. Um, also, it's like another thing going on with Cody is like he's adding to 
the the nightmare family. You know what I mean? Like what? Like, I don't know, man. It's just I don't even understand all of that. Like you know, like they just they he just brought in the guns are now part of the hurt are the the uh, nightmare family now. Like what the fuck does so Billy Gunn that... need to be in a fucking faction for? So I... that that was my question. I was about to ask you. I know the nightmare family is like a gym that they run, and it's like his his posse or whatever. But that's not a that's not a uh, a faction like on TV though. It's like I thought he was part of the elite. And... No, because he hasn't been part of the elite in a while, and that's what's confusing. It's like that's why like you know he had that promo. Am I the elite? Am I the nightmare family? Because the nightmare here's the thing: when the nightmare family comes out, it's not Cody. You know what I mean? It, it, right. It's, it's Dustin. It's QT, QT, Brandy, uh, Allie. You know, it's that's that's the nightmare. Now the guns are going to be part of that. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's like now. Are we? Do you watch BTE? Um, I tune in from time. I don't watch as much as I used to. Just so maybe they, this is I, what, you know what? Maybe I don't watch as much missing. because they have, now they have the entire fucking roster on there and it took it away from what it was. BTE was something fun with just like the six guys, and now it's the fucking now it's AEW backstage. Well, maybe that's what maybe that's what we're missing it is the fact that we don't watch BTE, so we don't know. Because I know they use BTE for storyline purposes sometimes, but I don't I don't watch BTE like I haven't in in a couple years almost. So maybe that's where we're missing the boat on this. But I do think that if you're going to have storylines develop on BTE, give me a little bit of a recap if I don't watch it as opposed to just putting it out there. Because I really don't understand what the Nightmare Family like at first it used to be just like his crew outside the ring. They work out together. They train together. Like they do all this stuff. I didn't know it was a a thing actually on TV now. So that's, that's a little strange to me. Um, anyway, Cody, one of my, one of my favorite wrestlers and all I do shit on the guy lately. Like it's so strange. What a, what a world. Uh, your boy, let's talk some Halloween havoc. All right. Okay. And let's start off with I your didn't favorite watch punter. Havoc, but let's talk. Let's start out with your favorite punter in NFL history, Pat McAfee. Oh, Apparently, he's getting his own stable. Apparently, and now Pete he's Dunn is, Pete Dunn is a part of it. Pete Dunn, who came back looking fucking ripped with them little capri pants on. Pete Dunn's put on like, you know, Pete Dunn was kind of his body type was like he looked like he could be a badass, but now he looks like. Like fucking four feet eleven, all muscle. So Pete Dunn's in the Pat McAfee faction, along with uh, the tag champions. Like, what's what's the point? Of it? Is this leading towards? Uh, I was gonna say Survivor Series. Is this leading towards War Games, the uh, Undisputed Era versus the McAfee faction. I, I know this is off topic. I'm sorry, but that this is just kind of where I stand with Pat McAfee. Um, only because you bring it up. Um. This is football talk real quick, so side note. Sorry about this, guys. Um, ben DiNucci, you guys' new quarterback? Nucci, man. Did you know that Mike McCarthy's brother coached him in middle school basketball? It's Nucci, man. Did you know that, though? Yeah. He's a McCarthy All product. All facts are coming out He's a McCarthy him. product, which means he's going to fucking suck that shit up. Sorry, man. Anyways, uh, it just brings back to people who suck, like Pat McAfee. Um, best thing about McAfee is his podcast and when he has Aaron Rodgers on once a week. Other than that, the shit sucks. Um, what was the question again? I apologize. You just answered it by okay. not giving a shit. So <laughs> I guess that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Halloween Havoc was really good. We got a new North American champion with 
Gargano beating Damian Priest, which I was not a fan of. Fantastic match. Uh, the Halloween Havoc set looked great. Gargano comes out immediately and does the heel move and deflates the fucking pumpkin that everybody wanted up there. First fucking guy to make an entrance. Everybody's like, oh, they got the pumpkin. And he comes out and deflates the motherfucker. <laughs> like, all right. Y'all saw the pumpkin for 30 seconds. That was like up there with, uh, with fucking Ciampa spoiling the Avengers. <laughs> <Nice>. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Gargano is your new North American champion with help from somebody dressed up like Ghostface, right? So then at the end of the night, EO versus Candice LeRae. And let me tell you. I'm not a Candice LeRae fan at all, but she can wrestle. Like she's really good. She took some. She took some hellified uh, moves from EO. Ghostface ends up coming out. Um, can't think of her name. She used to sell her poop pictures of it. She was the host. What's her name? The the girl that howls like a wolf, rides the fucking tank. I don't know. Green hair. Oh, Shotsky. Shotsky. Shotzi comes out and suplexes uh, Ghostface off the ladder. EO ends up gets the win. So Ghostface helped Gargano and Candice LeRae. Who the fuck was dressed up like Ghostface that would help them like that? It's not Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox is injured, apparently. Who is in their little crew that would come help them? I have no idea. I can't. I can't think of anybody either. Like who would like they've help? Li- they've literally shown everybody in that group in that in that organization. So I don't know who would want to come to their aid at all. Um, EO wins the match again. Who do you see being the woman to beat EO for the title? Like she's she's been the champ for a few months now. She's ran through the entire roster some sometimes twice. Like with honestly, Ray, with I don't feel it's anyone that's on the roster or on TV right now. I don't either. I put out uh, this week. The big news was Thunder Rosa lost the NWA women's world title. And rumor has it she was a free agent. NWA came out and said that she's not a free agent. But it's pro wrestling. So you believe what you want to believe. Because if she was still with the NWA, she'd be able to keep her title and be on AEW. Which she was a no-show for this week. And there the was a- NWA title was on AEW yeah. this week. There was rarely any mention of her on NWA besides the fact that she lost the title right. to Serena Deeb. Um, if she's a free agent, she's picking between WWE and AEW for all intents and purposes. She's as hot as she's ever been right now. I think she's going to WWE. I think she's going to NXT. I think it'll be her that takes the title off of EO in a couple months. I could be completely wrong. I was expecting when EO won the title and was sitting on top of the ladder, I was expecting Thunder Rosa to come out and attack her. Like, I thought it was a done deal already. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right, though. I don't think whoever beats her is – I don't think they're on the roster or they're not healthy right now. Right, exactly. Uh, let's continue with NXT Women's Wrestling. You said you didn't watch Halloween Havoc. Man, there was a hoss fight between two women with Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley. And if you have time, go back and watch it. They beat the shit out of each other. Like, just two strong powerhouses. Like, I, you know me. I like my, well, women aren't really heavyweights, but I like my heavyweight fights. Like, I like the big motherfuckers to go at it. And these are two of the biggest women in the division. And I don't say big like some people would 
be demeaning. I'm just saying they're bigger than the other women. They're not fucking five three. Right. Um, they're not Zeno Vega and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, such a good match. Like Raquel Gonzalez was really impressive. I I never really paid attention to any matches she's had, but she also hasn't ever really wrestled against somebody as good as Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. That was one of the reasons I was a fan of Ripley versus Charlotte was because it was two people that could match size and strength with each other when they're wrestling people constantly smaller than them. So it was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed that match. Rhea Ripley ended up getting the win. Um, I don't know if that puts her back in the title contention. I don't know where the hell Tony Storm is. I mean, she like, came she made back, a comeback. and we haven't seen her since. So. She had one match right. uh, a couple weeks ago, and now she's, like, dressing up on Halloween with your boy C.J. Parker. So let's go ahead and take our final break. And when we come back, we'll close out the show talking some football and a couple other things going on in wrestling. On Boot to the Face, episode 111. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Boot to the Face, episode 111. Marty Vasquez, myself, Chris Rucker. Marty, you got a couple notes here that I don't know what the hell they mean. So let's talk about them. The Thunderdome ban list. What is that? And I have a aside about the Thunderdome, but tell me what the Thunderdome ban list is. All right. So apparently there was a pictures taken from the uh, like the Thunderdome production room. And there's literally like sheets of paper side by side of the screen with just a bunch of images. One sheet is like um, emblem, like logos. And then the next two sheets are just faces. All right. And basically, what they're saying is this is the ban list that either they block the people that come up the the feeds that come through, um, but these cannot be seen on the Thunderdome, which you know most of them make pretty damn good sense. Uh, some of the names that we've seen <clears throat> that have popped up on there, obviously like you know AEW, New Japan, Impact, um, but then there's guys' names on people's names on like Enzo, Cody, Skrull, Bucks, Benoit, Ryback. Um, they're just part of the pictures, but there's like a good, uh, good 30, 35 people on this picture list of bands. And now some of these might be people that are, you know, just fans who, you know, are offenders of, of putting shit up there. Like, you know, the KKK stuff or, you know, stupid shit like that. Um, so, I mean, it's like anything, you know, it's, it's censoring at the, you know, what they do and it makes sense. Um, but what do you, you know, I mean, they have wrestlers and go and stuff like that. I mean, is that, I don't know. I just, just saw that, saw that was a pretty big article, people going back and forth on it. So I just thought I'd brought it, bring it up. So I was invited to the Thunderdome twice this week. I signed up. I got my invite the whole nine. Monday, I was supposed to be there at seven. So when you sign in, you click the link and it, you have to like approve, like, hey, make sure your camera's set up correctly. Like you have to be from midsection to the top of your head with not a lot of room. So the camera you're looking at me now is the one I used on Monday, mm-hmm. right? So you can see I got like WWE stuff in the background, some Dallas Cowboy stuff. Nothing like offensive or anything that would turn them off, at least I thought. They said they'd like, you know, if you were having logos, they would like it to be WWE stuff, right? Click the link, enter the Thunderdome, click right here. I click it, it goes to another screen, immediately kicks me out and tells me, your Thunderdome experience has concluded. Hopefully you sign up next time. Like, 
a half a second. So I'm like, oh, well, maybe my camera was, you know, they said midsection to the top of your head with not a lot of room. So I signed up again for SmackDown on Friday. My call time was like 9 p.m. So I was like, oh, cool. Eat dinner, like put the kids to bed the whole night. Come down here at 8.55, log on. I used the camera on my laptop this time to make sure that it zoomed in on me. Everything's perfect. You can barely see the stuff in the background. Click all the links. Same fucking thing. In and out. And I'm like, damn, did I get banned some kind of way? So I think I'm done with trying to be in a Thunderdome. Like, it was, it would have been a fun thing to say that one of us is done, but I just, I don't feel like wasting the time on it. They don't even tell you why. Like, there's nothing like, hey, we ended yours because you had this, that, or the third. Like, you're just left guessing. And I think that's fucking trash. But, uh, yeah, so that was my Thunderdome experience. It was short-lived. Grand opening, grand closing. It's funny, because, like, you see, you see all these people who've been on multiple times. Yep. It's it's just weird. Yeah. I don't... Do uh, they, uh... Are you, like, watching it, like, on your TV? Or does, like, the feed pop up on your computer while you're well, on? Well, see, I think, I think you watch it as you're in there, because Monday Night Raw is at 7 o'clock, and Monday Night Raw starts at 8 o'clock here. So I think they're doing an hour ahead you know delay so that's what i mean so like when you pull up your feed like you're showing yeah. the broadcast also you're watching it on your computer right. and then that's what i was curious because like from the pictures i've seen that's one thing that i've been like not going into because like obviously i didn't know if you got to do that or if you while you're watching wrestling and you're recording yourself while you're watching it because yeah. like obviously for me um with my cable provider they fucking don't air that shit till after the show's already been over yeah, so you'd be able to watch it live on your computer. Right, so in order if I want to watch that shit live, I need to do the drum. Got it. Pretty much. Um, you got on here, Pac's re- Pac returns? Yeah, Pac's supposed to be returning finally to AEW this week. I didn't know that. I didn't hear anything about that. I saw a couple of articles about it over the last couple of days. Um, you know what? Whether he's going to be like the... in there, like there, or whether he's going to be there, like a video message. I don't it's know. Be in the Thunderdome, like Goldberg. Was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apparently, Pac's supposed to be making his return to AEW shortly. You know what sucks about that? I was really excited about the the faction with him and the Lucha Brothers, mm-hmm. and now the Lucha Brothers are uh, your boys, bitches now. Yeah. Well. People love that guy, Eddie Kingston. I can't stand the I guy. Mean, people I don't, love Eddie Kingston. I don't know why. Like I don't I'm not impressed with his wrestling. I think his mic skills are trash. Um I think he's trash. It just it's uh, I don't know, man. I ain't gonna say he's trash. I, I just s- I don't Like when I he, say he's his, trash, I'm talking about his character. His character just yeah, reminds yeah, yeah, me yeah. of trash. I know what you, you mean. You know what I mean? I just I don't I don't not like him and I he's don't a bulk like dub Jamie Noble from twenty years ago. <laughs> he's a very polarizing character though. You either love him or you don't. Oh, absolutely. So I I find myself in the minority of being one of the people that are like indifferent to him. I don't I don't think he needs to be main eventing against Moxley. He ain't gonna make Moxley quit. So the point of that makes no sense right. to me. Um, but like I said, I, I'm indifferent to him. I don't. I don't dislike him to a certain extent. I don't not like him. I find myself paying attention a little bit more than I was at the beginning of it when he's talking. But I also find myself not, he's not appointment TV for me. Like if I miss his segment, I don't go back and watch it if I'm flipping over to AEW, I mean NXT. So 
like I'm just indifferent to him. But people love Eddie Kingston. Um, so yeah, that faction's going. And then you brought up the bunny earlier. It made me think of that because she's back with, with her husband now. Like out of nowhere, she's done dating QT Marshall and now back with her. So they had an infidelity angle, and the husband didn't get mad at it whatsoever on television. Yeah, makes sense. <clears throat> Another angle that people are not liking is uh Aaliyah and Buddy Murphy like I don't know if you've seen all the stuff online but people are so but fucking ridiculous about it like holy shit he's she's only 19 and he's 30 that's 19's not really a grown up and blah 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 oh you mean like there's because they're on TV no different than a, a movie where an actress is with us like a, you know 40 year old man okay I don't know I don't understand why people are so mad about it um is the is the age gap inappropriate? Yeah. Is it illegal? No. And they're comparing it to everything illegal. I don't know. That's I don't know. It it would be weird as a thirty year old to date date a nineteen year old, but I'm not. I'm thirty eight and I'm married to a thirty five year old, so that, that age but if we were still young and I was nineteen, she'd be sixteen and people would look at that. I'd be Buddy Murphy, and she'd be fucking Aaliyah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why people were so butthurt about that. But because it gives it people is. a reason to bitch complain. When they really complain about that, is that the storyline's still continuing. That's what's the fucking big, the, that should be complained about. Before we talk about some football, Marty, we got a little bit of an announcement. We're going to start doing our shows live on Twitch. We'll still record them, still post them as a podcast. But kind of like we did with Sportscaster, which we'll do more Sportscaster uh, pre-shows for big pay-per-views and shit. You'll be able to come in, watch us record live. There'll be a chat where you can interact. We need, we want more interaction with the podcast as we're recording. Get people's opinions on what they think about the shit that we say and what's happening with pro wrestling. So what you can do early is you can go to twitch.tv slash boot to the face. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And when we record live, which will probably be next Sunday, we record Sundays at 1130 a.m. Eastern time. So you wake up, have breakfast with boot to the face. Breakfast, Damn. pregame, doesn't matter. Football's by the breakfast football with started. Boot to the face. I like that, man. I like that. That's what we'll start doing. So twitch.tv slash boot to the face. Let's talk um, about some Bloody Mary mix right now. Boom. Brunches. You have Bloody Marys for brunch. Mimosas. Yeah, sounds about right. You talking to me? I'm just saying, I'm talking in general. Just in general. Oh, you know, good and hell well, I don't drink no fucking bloody man. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> Let's get to some football talk, Marty. I mean, I ain't really much I got to say. I actually am about to record my Cowboys podcast for this week since we're on a Sunday night. Oh, you're, you're already going to talk about a loss? You no. enjoy this oh. because... This podcast is going to be so much fun when the Packers are eliminated. So much fun. So you go ahead and get your shit in now. You just know that it's going to come back tenfold. You and all the other motherfuckers that are out there constantly like making fun of my misery right now. Some people whose team sucks even more than I do talk about my team more than they talk about theirs. But I digress. Leave Barry alone, man. He ain't got nothing else to think hey. about. Hey, man. Like he's he's the one that's out there needs to be fucking changing shit up. Like, hey man, Packers are right there, bro. We'll take you. Come on, we're better off than the fucking Giants, bro. Like it's okay. They're missing one player. Okay. He's like our whole team is hurt. Yeah, exactly. Saquon's hurt. That's your whole team. 
we're missing 45% of our fucking salary cap on IR. <laughs> and he's complaining that Saquon Barkley's hurt. But anyhow. You guys are playing the night against the Eagles, which, you know what? Gets first I, his place. Name, you know, say what you want. I, I'm, and I'm, I'm not trying to make a knock on the Cowboys. Um, this is on the season. I feel like primetime games this year have fucking sucked. Thursday night, Sunday night. Thursday night's always bad. Monday night. I mean, this week, I mean, this coming Thursday, it's the Packers and the Niners. Um, so that should be a good game. A couple weeks ago, Sunday night was Packers in the in the, in the the Bucks, which was supposed to be a good game, which was a sucky game. Fucking sucked. So, yeah. but, uh, like, it's just primetime. And, you know, not to say anything, but, like, they they do audibles throughout the season all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, once they start, it get, it's later in the season, though. But, it's once the, but like, once the playoff picture starts coming to it. Yeah. Because what happens is these these networks, like NBC, right? Yeah. They want the people that are going to bring in the rating. They don't give a shit if the Cowboys suck. Guess what? Guess who's going to tune in tonight, Marty? Cowboys fans like me, right? Which a big fan base. You know who else is going to tune in? People like Barry, who hate the Cowboys and like seeing them lose. They don't give a fuck if the teams are good or not. They want the numbers to go through the roof, and the Cowboys bring in the numbers. So when people always complain, like the Cowboys aren't good, why are they in prime time? Because it has nothing to do with the Cowboys being good. It's got something to do with NBC trying to get that money. Because later on in the season, it may be fucking Buffalo versus Miami. I don't know, which man. Is, which will I'm have just saying, big Saints time. Our Steelers and Ravens is a pretty big fucking draw. Okay, but the same week as the Eagles and Cowboys, when, when they made the schedule earlier in the season or in the off season, they didn't know both teams were going to suck. Like, they thought Dak would be there. They thought. No, I get like, that. But that's what I mean. Yeah. Audibles, man. Like, it's just. Well, they don't do it this early in the season. That's what I'm should. saying. They, they wait should. until after week. The reason that they don't. I mean, do it, it been, it's okay with me because if not, it just means when I get home tonight, I don't have to worry about anything, any football to worry about. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. I can chill, I can relax, and I can watch Fear of the Walking Dead. It just sounds like you're butt hurt because the Packers aren't on. No, nah, man, Packers are opening game this day, so I'm okay with that. That means I can go the rest of my day yeah, right where they need the win, to be because nobody gives with a fuck the fucking win. And yeah, last time you were this confident, they got their ass smoked. I'm actually not so gonna you lie. Go ahead, keep talking I, that shit. I, it's, they're, they're playing the Vikings, so I can never really oh talk God. too much shit. You're going to get messages from Rocket Dog like, oh, after the game's over. <laughs> I, I'm going to go out on the limb. I told myself I wouldn't pick the Cowboys anymore this season until they won a game, but I can't pick the Eagles. I actually think Dallas is going to win. I think I, I don't uh, see how they don't. I honestly do believe they're going to they're win too. Well, Philly's getting healthy again. Carson Wentz is playing way better than what he was earlier in the season. It's going to be a Dallas big, there's gonna be a big getting, play that turns the game. It'll be a big Dallas also play. is getting some people back, and I don't know. I just I just think they're tired of hearing like how awful they are. I'm hoping Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore can okay. get their shit together with the play call. Okay, now now you're just talking dumb. Now you now you're whole wishful thinking right there. Now you're expecting yeah. the guy. Won you know what? Fucking Super Bowl for those for those people who were. You're just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what? This was a great Hell in a Cell match, but it wasn't as good as the fucking Takeover match. Get out your way, man. Get out of your way. You're holding back. I didn't you're, say that. You're getting in your way by hope, wishful thinking that McCarthy's gonna pull his head out of his ass. We've been saying that for over a decade. This shit ain't gonna happen, man. It's not gonna happen. Well, only one way to see. I bet you the Cowboys end up with the same amount of playoff wins as the Packers this year. I doubt it. 
Only, I'll fucking put money on that shit. Only time will tell. I'll put money on this shit right now. I won't because all they got to do is win one fucking wild card <laughs> game. You know I mean? We're not going to have to play a wild card game, so it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah, you are. Number two seed. For now. Y'all no. got to go on a three-game We will be. Don't <laughs> put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I'm just telling you what I forecast. Aaron Rodgers is too busy hanging out with Pat McAfee to pay attention to the fucking playbook. That's why Tom Brady spanked that ass a couple weeks ago. Spanked him. So y'all going to lose today to the Vikings, and we're going to beat the Eagles. That's we're not losing with. the Vikings. Oh, I thought that's what you said. No, I, <laughs> I said that that could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I said it could because it's the Vikings. It's the vision game. It can always go either way, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we'll get some shout-outs and get the hell up out of here, Marty. I got another podcast to do, and I got some ribs upstairs that have been marinating since last night that need to be put on the smoker. Got it. All right, man. Go and get them shout-outs done. Ribs is Robert Custis. Um, let's shout out Robert Custis, our guy, number one fan or number one listener. I don't like to say fans. I'm looking. I was just looking around my room a second ago, and I saw that Sting of uh, defining moments thing that Tara sent me. So shout out to Tara. We rarely shout out the female demo by name. So Tara and Sheena and Tata and Karen and. Who else listens? Your woman listens. My wife don't listen. She don't give a shit about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> our boy David Kyle, EJ Reed, again, who posted his tank top shirt the other day. I'm surprised he bought a tank top. I thought he would have bought a onesie. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought he was just going to buy an M. I'm like, can I just get a logo so I can just pin it to my like stick it to my chest? Just give me a logo. I'll just I'll tape it. Our FC FPC people would. Talkamania and Chaos Theory. I sent Chaos Theory a uh, a little surprise box the other day. I meant to put some Dallas Cowboy stuff in there, but I forgot it. So he ought to be getting that pretty soon. Irish whip, crossbody of work. No, he's an Eagles fan. Oh, that's right. I was like, I don't. Th- I, thought, I was like, I, I thought he was another uh, uh, NFC East team guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could have found a little like treasure troll with a Cowboys logo on it. Just <laughs> troll the shit out of him. Uh, fully posable, doing a favor. Those are those are my shout outs right there. Fantastic. And I guess that's it. You're not gonna. You don't I, I don't. I don't have any shout outs this week, man. I I'm not gonna lie. I've been so checked out of everything lately. This last week, man. Other stuff going on. Um, I just I haven't been. It's not, not to say that there's not people to shout out. Uh, I'm also not one just to shout people out. Just to shout people out. So. I'm not going to stroke okay, anyone. It's being an asshole. No, it's um, not being an asshole, man. Just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I win when people, I, I shout people out all the time. And, you know, I don't, if I give shout people out, I want to shout people out for a reason. And so when I shout people out, I want to have value behind the shout out. Awkward. Wow. Because you fucking make it awkward. Motherfucker. <laughs> I made it There's awkward. a reason why I said get the shout outs done and you fucking got to throw it back out there. Like when I said get the shout outs done, it meant, hey, well, we dude, normally do it. If said, you're going to change, if you're going to change the way we do stuff, you could at least be like, hey, I'm no, not going to do this. If this I had, if I was going to do some turns. fucking shout outs and I would have did the shout outs and I would have did it first like I usually do. But no, normally I said, hey, don't, get the shout outs done for us. Meaning, hey, hint, hint, go ahead and take care of business, bro. Go ahead I and tell do you it. What, you got a bad attitude today. Oh, this motherfucker. You know what? You're, you're cutting into my prep time for the Packer game, and I'm not liking it. Not cool, bro. I'll fucking keep us here another goddamn this 30 minutes. This motherfucker about to make me walk off this shit. Boom. That's fine. 
What a dick. What an asshole. <laughs> this has been Boot to the Face, episode 111. Let's see if we're here for 112 next week. Wow, it's going to be like that? <laughs> this motherfucker going to call a cancel? Shit, here we go. Boot to the Face, hey, episode you know what? Just, I, we don't try to be political or nothing like that, but it is, it is, uh, it is election week. Doesn't matter who, what side you are. I'm not. I don't care. Um, I don't want to get political like that. But if you want your voice heard, make sure you get to the polls. Make sure you send your shit in. Um, vote, man. If you don't vote, then you have no reason to bitch and complain later. I'm voting for Obama. I'm sure. I wish. I, I wish. I wish a motherfucker could win again. <laughs> the shit we got going on now is embarrassing. I. You know. I think about it. I really should have ran this year. I made that joke in 2016 that I would run in 2020. I should. I mean, your fucking Twitter handle was Rucker 2020 for the longest time. It still is. Then <laughs> and it makes no sense because I didn't run. I had all kind of good catchphrases and logos to go along with it. Just imagine the what merch can light brown do for you? What could look at the merch that could have been sold? Get out of red and get back in black. <laughs> black is the new orange. <laughs> Black is the new orange. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, that's it. We're gonna wrap this shit up before we, Donald Trump sends the Secret Service after us. before the FCC just shuts us down. <laughs> yeah. so, you want to talk about being back next week for one twelve, motherfuckers? You're done now. One eleven canceled. Yeah, episode one twelve is gonna be postponed as Rutgers in a fucking federal penitentiary. <laughs> You hope y'all enjoy talking to each other because ain't nobody else going to hear this shit. <laughs> this has been Boot to the Face, episode 111. With Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Rook. Peace.